Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of the Maker Mom podcast. Um, I want to say belated happy Thanksgiving and welcome back. We took a week off or I took a week off last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday and I just want to say thank you for all of your understanding and kind words on that uh, because I definitely needed the time with my family and it was just nice to kind of sit back and relax and enjoy being with them without thinking about, well, man, I didn't get this out or this out or this out. And I'm sure all of you understand that, but we're back. I keep saying we, and it's just me. I am back this week with episode 59 with Kendra from Damn Rad Designs on Instagram. Uh, Kendra is a Canadian and it was super awesome to get to talk with her about, uh, you know, being a maker really from a young age, but, um, kind of really getting into it and making signs and, um, and, and other pieces. And also while raising her twin identical boys, um, so another maker mom to add to the collection of maker moms with multiples, but it was a great time talking with her and I know you will enjoy this uh, interview with her so I will let you get to it again it's Kendra with Damrad Designs. Awesome well Kendra why don't we start with a little introduction tell us who you are what you like to do about your family. So my name is Kendra and I'm a mom to five-year-old twin identical boys uh, and I tried thinking am I a maker a crafter DIYer but I would really just say more of like an interdisciplinarian I don't know. I think that's the best way to look at it because I don't fit in any, I don't think, but I fit in all of them. Um, and like when I grew up, my mom always had like a glue gun or a sewing machine and my dad had all these tools going. So there was, they just mixed, I guess, really well. Like all different disciplines, like being an artist or a crafter or a maker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I had for gotten because you've made comments before so you're part of the pack of maker moms with multiples i think yes. you guys i think you guys should start your own group seriously. right <laughs> i i i think so too and i i've said it a hundred times and i'm telling everyone i think we need like matching jackets yes yes I, something i should just like pick up the cause and do myself i guess there you go um all right well let's go back a little bit um where did you grow up? Where are you from? What was your family life like? I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And my parents divorced when I was about in grade three, I think. So um, we'd go to my dad's every other weekend and then he would get us to do fun things like here's a hammer and a chisel and 
I need you to make all of these leaves for a table I'm making. And then my mom would be like, here, I need you to stand there so I can measure the clothes I'm making you. So like there was two separate types of crafting or building, but it was kind of both sides, no matter which house we were at. It was something. Awesome. Um, Do you have siblings? Yes. I'm the youngest of three. Um, So I got picked on a lot. (laughs) But like even my brother to this day, like he does these outrageous builds. Uh, Like for Halloween, his like the two towns like went to his house because he had like animatronic witches with heads that spawn and turn. It was just, so it was definitely part of the family. I think this like need to build things or fulfill a void, I guess, of just Mm -hmm. constantly on, onto something. Were you into figuring out how to make things like yourself then as a kid or was there other things you were interested in? Well, like I would always like paint rocks or, build ramps or like I was a bit of a tomboy I would say um there was always something going on between my brother and I we always doing something uh other than that I don't think there was anything I was particularly into but like always creating something so whatever genre that week we were all excited about we would just Mm -hmm. build something for it and or like friendship bracelets or something there was always Mm -hmm. making okay okay um what about in your teenage years what did you get into doing um I never thought I was really good at school but like looking back that was definitely like a a big part of uh who I was I was always constantly trying to do really well even if um like a lot of my friends used to go and do fun things and I'm huge into the outdoors so we would always go to like Fish Creek and explore and we're really big on nature but in my head, I was always just like, you have to be good at school and tried really hard, even though I wasn't like the top of the pack or the end of the pack. It was just something I was constantly trying to be good at. All right. What about post uh, high school? What did you do? Well, when I was in high school, uh, like I didn't even consider university. It wasn't, no one said I had to, no one said I wasn't allowed. It was just not even a forefront. And then um, my boyfriend at the time, his mom handed me an application for a uh, scholarship. She's like, just fill it out. And I was like, well, I don't, it's not anything I really thought of yet. And she was like, just fill it out and see what happens. So I filled it out and I ended up getting the scholarship. And then um, when they awarded it to me, I also got two other scholarships I didn't even think of. So it was like, well, I guess I'm going to university. And I had no idea it was going to happen. It was a very quick thing, and I was lucky enough that schools were still accepting, so I got into St. Mary's University and just went from there, really. Okay. Um, What did you, so since you weren't expecting it, I'm assuming you didn't necessarily have a plan on, like, what to major in at uh university yeah so <laughs> not even a little bit so i was lucky enough that they offer uh, general studies which worked well for me so i was able to uh like i had to get senior level courses in at least three different disciplines 
which works really well for me because like I said earlier, I'm like a bit of an interdisciplinary and I like to approach things from many different angles. I think it gives you a better perspective. So I ended up really enjoying, like I actually kind of went with the teachers I jived with really well. So it wasn't like, oh, I love psychology. It was like, this professor is a really good teacher. They teach the way I like to be taught. And then I kind of just, mm -hmm. so I went with psychology, sociology, uh, uh, my art history professor was an incredible inspiration. So I took a lot of art history, even though I wasn't necessarily interested in what was being offered. I just knew mm -hmm. that he was an incredible professor and I learned well from him. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What'd you do once you got out of university? Uh, it's funny. I ended up like I had these dreams of maybe being a teacher, but I've never even gone back to that. I ended up going into construction. It's just, the money was there and I knew people who could get me jobs. So that worked <laughs> out really well. Um, being a maker, it was just, it worked well for me, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't, I will totally admit, I know nothing about construction industry in Canada. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> at least here in the U S it's probably still at I'd say maybe like 80% male oh, uh, dominated. Yeah. So is it similar there? Yeah, it's, if not higher, I would say there's like quite a, like a lot of job sites. I would be the only female. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I did pipelining for a while as well. And I was the only female. And you just kind of have to, um, I think a sense of humor is probably the best way to approach all of that. Like I remember one uh, foreman on the pipeline, like he was the welding foreman and he came up to me and the first thing he said was, are you married, single or looking? And I just like rolled my eyes on the inside, like, okay. And so mm -hmm. I just said to him, I was like, all three got any money? <laughs> and he was like, okay, I like you. You're my friend. Like, cause I didn't mm -hmm. take it hard or anything. And he was like, okay, you can play ball. Like, so there's definitely, um, an aspect of uh, we're not necessarily the same, but mm -hmm. a lot of them let me in pretty easily, especially with my work ethic. Like I have a hard time just sitting down and not doing anything. So there's lots of times where I would be the only one working and there'd be two or three guys standing around talking. And so a lot of times like I would get jobs from other companies cause they would recognize that. Mm -hmm. So that worked to my favor, I guess. Okay. Okay. So what kind of the, what was the transition from that to mom? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole roundabout, isn't it? I know. <laughs> but the company I was working for, they started getting me more and more in the office. And then I was kind of voluntold into a safety position, which <laughs> I'm not the best for that job. I don't know. A lot of the guys were my friends. And if I was like, Hey, like you need to be doing this safely, they would just look at me and be like, not nope. happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really difficult. And uh, in the office, it was not something I enjoyed, but it was still with the people I like to be around. And I mm -hmm. still had access to a shop. So they let me make things whenever I wanted. Um, and I had broke my foot. So the, the office job kind of worked well because I could still have a job and not worry about having to get around a job site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a, a flood in 2013 in Alberta. And um, so 
we ended up getting stranded and uh, it was a whole big ordeal. And I found out that uh, two days after that, that I was pregnant. So it was a whole ordeal having the broken <laughs> foot and we lost everything. And they're like, oh, you're pregnant. <laughs> so this whole mom thing was kind of like, surprise. Let's, let's add. And not just pregnant, but. More excitement and into your. Yeah, a couple of days later, we found out it was twins. So yeah, exactly. Say not, not just pregnant, but pregnant with twins, which generally makes anybody just like at least take a half a second. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. But we it kind of worked out well for us because um, we had a lot of people we knew who were kind of in a lot of despair and loss. And my husband and my now husband and I just looked at each other kind of like, well, we actually have something to look forward to. So a lot of people have lost things, but we gained something. Else. So that worked out in our favor, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, all right. So when did you start? I mean, you've been making things for a while, but mm -hmm. I guess when did you start really kind of focusing in on, you know, making things for your home and stuff like that? Well, I, uh, one of my friends invited me to this group, uh, The Artist Way. It's a book by Julia Cameron, um, and she kind of has this guideline where groups can meet weekly, monthly, go through the chapters, and kind of get over creative blocks. And I knew I was having a creative block, so I thought this was perfect timing. Uh, to be part of this group and I didn't even know that I was going to be using wood as a medium at the time um, but the more we met and I was like I think I want to try this and this incredible group of women was like go make bad art like just expect it to be bad slowly I made a piece and then I made another piece and then eventually it was like my life like it turned out to be right thing at the right time and now I can't look back <laughs> so are you um I mean do you want to explain a little bit like are you making pieces just for like yourself and your family or do you uh do work for you know make custom pieces for other people like what's kind of what does your making look like now I guess well, it's just started off as like a creative outlet, making art for myself. And then um, some people had a lot of trust in me <laughs> and they said, hey, can you make this? I was like, oh, I could definitely try. And then it worked out well. And then the next one was like, hey, I got an idea. Do you think this will work? And I was like, we can definitely try. And that's just, so there's, I'll make things for myself. And then every once in a while, someone will say, hey, I'm interested in making something for my mom. Do you think you could help me out? And it's turned out really well that way because I don't go, I haven't really had to look for a lot of it. Like it's come to me, which is like really refreshing. Mm -hmm. so it's turned out well that way. A lot of people have a lot of trust in me. So it gives you some imposter syndrome sometimes though because you're like, oh, I don't know if I, it spins. You want me to what? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And then it turns out and you're like, oh, thank you for trusting me because if you hadn't, I never would have trusted myself and then I never would have even tried. So it works out really well. Mm -hmm. um, 
So you said your twins are five. Are they in mm -hmm. school yet or are they still at home? Yeah, they started kindergarten this year. And before I was like, oh, what will, I, what will I do with them gone for eight hours? And now I'm like, is it eight hours already? Yeah. Like, <laughs> couldn't school be a couple hours longer? <laughs> Please. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful like that they're in school, but I still feel like maybe you could go every day instead of every other day. So grade one will be a nice transition, I think. I got you. So in Canada, or at least where you're at, kindergarten's only every other day? Yeah, it, it depends on the province. Like in Ontario, they would start a year before us and have full days right away, whereas we start a year later than them and it's every other day. Uh, or some schools do just in the morning or just in the afternoon, mm -hmm. which I'm very grateful we don't have that because like you drop them off, you go home, you put your feet up for a second and then you right. got to go pick them up. Right. <laughs> so at least we get the full days here. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. All right. Well, so is your shop at home? Yeah, I am um, in the summer. Mostly I do a lot of work outside on our back deck. Uh, I really enjoy that. And then last year we had a whole bunch of boxes in a corner and I was like, it's time. Like, I need a space. I got to work year round. I got to really take advantage of mm -hmm. the time that we have. So we cleared all that out and slowly set up tables and always making it just more efficient, I guess, and mm -hmm. working at making it a better shop in general. Mm -hmm. But I want a garage so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a bit to bring all my tools out just if this is if santa is listening that's yes. what i want for christmas a garage <laughs> uh well what is your kind of like i guess since you're bringing all the tools in like what tools are you working with well like right now i'm doing like obviously a lot with the like the circular saw um an incredible maker in my community uh, like I was using the jigsaw for some pretty intricate cuts and she had an extra scroll saw. So one day I just got a message like, Hey, go check out your front door. And I went to the front door and she like just left a scroll saw for me. I was just like, Oh my God. And, like that was my first glimpse of how amazing makers are and just like how supportive they can be. Mm -hmm. um, I have a table saw, but I'll be honest. I'm like so nervous around it, which is probably a good thing. Um, so slowly I'm like, call my husband, like, Hey, do you mind <laughs> just watching to make sure that I don't kill myself? Like, that would be really great. I love the scroll saw. I would say that's probably one of my favorites. I just, there's not a lot of things that I've been making with it, but every time I go back to it, I'm like, Oh, it's so nice to be reunited with my scroll saw. Mm -hmm. It's probably like the one that incites the most joy inside of me, I would say. Okay. What are the, I mean, like, what kind of things do you like to make with it? I'm really a big fan of making signs. Um, like, that's probably my go-to at this point. I just recently uh, was contacted by an artist in our community who makes jewelry, and she got me to make uh, just rectangles so she could do earrings, which was, like, super easy but exciting because I can't wait to see what someone else is going to do with something I made. It's, like, nice to cooperate and mm -hmm. do things like that with the scroll saw as well. So that was exciting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, 
it sounds like you've got a kind of tight-knit group of makers or artists there where you're at Mm -hmm. um how did you meet them it all started with one maker chelsea i got she's we have a mutual friend and it was one of those things where um i started following rachel hollis and she said if you want to get good at something surround yourself with people who are killing it in that area and instantly i was like that's my girl like i need to be friends with her she's an awesome maker she's she's who I need to be friends with. And then it turned like she was the one who gave me the scroll saw. So <laughs> it turns out that like it was like an incredible move to just have another person in my community where I could bounce ideas off of or questions. Uh, she's been invaluable. And then she, uh, so for her clients. And so she had this, tremendous group of workers or uh, makers that she was already friends with so slowly I got introduced to a lot of people she knows and that's how I met a lot more makers in our area. That's that's awesome because I would say a lot of people still um, like you know because of Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and stuff like people now no other makers but still it's a lot through social media versus like in person um yeah absolutely like that's I can't, what's nice with her yeah i can't name a single solitaire well i can name a few woodworkers in my area but like i'm not friends with them you know it's not somebody like oh yeah that i hang out with or anything so it's like it would be nice to actually like know people in person <laughs> Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like her daughter is in the same kindergarten class as my boys. So like she would come over for play dates and we would plane wood together. Like, I mean, like it's, it's been incredible. Or like a lot of times, like we'll, we'll trade wood at pickup for school. Mm -hmm. So like we're going to pick our kids up and we go a little early and she's giving me some wood. I'm giving her some signs and we're like, we're like, do normal people do this? Like, no, they don't. Yeah. It sounds amazing though. It is. It really is. <laughs> I know everyone, oh. and we just joke all the time. Everyone's like, you guys get a room. We're like, we're yes. just going to talk about wood the whole time anyways. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, that sounds like absolutely amazing. It's like, okay, another maker, awesome. Another maker who's female, doubly awesome. Another yep. maker who's female and a mom, check, triply check, awesome. Check, <laughs> check, exactly. It's been, and she's been, um, like influential and in pushing me a lot of times where I conduct her like, Oh, this is what someone wants. She's like, perfect. You can do it. I'm just like, ah, don't have so much faith in me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Stop it. Hello friends. Today's podcast is sponsored by Carolina shoe. Now I have been wearing my steel toed Carolina shoe safety shoes safety boots really for quite some time now and I'm going to tell you I love them and I wear them every single time that I go to the shop. Um, they keep my feet safe uh, with the steel toe tip. They keep my feet safe from falling objects uh, but there's many different types of safety toe options not just steel toe. Also, they're oil and slip resistant and waterproof. Uh, so whenever I get some water in the shop, 
They keep my feet nice and dry and they're super comfortable. I wasn't expecting that, but they really are. So take it from me who does wear these shoes every time I'm in the shop, that they're really awesome. And if you want to go check it out and get your very own pair, you can get a special 10% off using the coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. So just go to carolinashoe.com and again, enter that coupon code MAKERMOM10 to get 10% off at checkout. So thank you, Carolina Shoe, and go get yourself a pair of these awesome boots and thank me later. No, she's what been you, really so, good. So I do want to, I guess, kind of ask along that because you said, you know, like dealing with kind of like the imposter syndrome type mm-hmm. thing, but you were in construction and like with a whole group of people who may at least at the start probably didn't want you there. Yeah. So that's probably it though. I would like always having to like fake it till you make it. So like feeling like you're just not where everybody else is probably uh, to the point where you can even get better than them, but still feel like, like a lot of the construction sites, like one company, when they hired me, they got rid of three guys and I, but in my own head, I was like, Oh, I'm not so good at this. But They're like, no, but you're consistent and you're hardworking and but in my head I'm just like oh no I'll never be able to live up to these expectations I think it's just who I am (laughs) well I would say I hope at some point you start giving yourself the credit from the start because um, oh I appreciate that yeah Uh, but I do also understand a lot of things come is all about confidence right having the confidence uh, from Mm -hmm. the get-go like when it comes to, especially when it comes to tools, like there's certain tools, you know, um, I've talked about on the podcast before, like I didn't use my router for eight years. Oh yeah. Because, routers, I, didn't, another one. <laughs> because I didn't have the like confidence to, to work with it. And, and I finally yeah. did it, you know, and it's still not something like, it's not going to be my go-to and I'm still yeah. like really nervous with it. Yep. But it's like every time I use it, I get a little bit more confident that like, okay, I can do this. And yeah, you know, that's one to me, that's one benefit of like being a maker can be fairly lonely in the sense that you're just like, you're working by yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's one benefit. It's like, there's it is around to see me like <laughs> mess up, like mess up. <laughs> oh, that piece of wood went flying, but yes. no one's going to laugh at me. That's right. <laughs> Nobody knows it happened. Nope. That's <laughs> true. It's very true. And even though I video like pretty much everything, you know, that stuff really? just does not make it into the video. <laughs> and it, yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's true though. <laughs> well, but you've been making until this year with your kiddos at home. So kind of what was that balance like? How are you managing being able to do that, I guess? Um, well, a lot of times I was lucky enough where I would just kind of send them into the yard. And then um, we have a gate on our deck. So I would shut the gate so that I wouldn't just have them coming up and anything happening and I guess I've just tried to be like extremely cautious of like okay unplug everything if you're not using it just because it they are really good at like oh what does this do so uh 
but finding time has been tricky forever. I didn't feel like I was owed the time, I guess. Like I've like felt guilty for taking time away from my kids. Whereas now I realize I should have started years ago because I'm like a better mom for it. Cause when you're able to fill your cup in such a way that you can, when you do spend the time on them, you're concentrating on exactly what you're doing with them. And you can really put that time and energy forward on them instead of just sitting there worrying about all these other things you got to get done. Like if you can fill your own cup, then when you do spend time with them, it's so much better for it. Exactly. And I'm a lot less grouchy now that yes, I make on I a agree. regular basis. <laughs> it's a fact. It is. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so we've talked a little bit about tools and shop space. What's at the top of your list besides a garage? What's at the top of your <laughs> list uh, tool-wise that you're like, man, I just really want to have X? Well, there's like, um, I, I, I'm interested in upgrading my uh, scroll saw just because that is my go-to tool. It'd be nice to be able to make really smooth curved cuts instead of having to go in from an angle every time. Um, but I have one, so I think if I had to pick something, I might even pick a bandsaw just because uh, then you can do a lot thicker wood, which might be even open up more creative avenues I think so it's just like a giant squirrel saw really it is it is and I used to like take my bands off or granted until it really threw, until it threw a piece of wood across yeah the <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'm like yeah. oh yeah you can it's still hurt yourself bite. with this yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, but yes, I love my bandsaw. Um, what I've loved recently is like, so I have my big bandsaw, like I've got a big Laguna bandsaw in my shop mm -hmm. and it, and I keep it like set up with a resawing blade always. So a three quarter yeah. inch resaw blade, like always. And then, um, I just joined like a local like makerspace and so they have like cool. a, a small bandsaw and they always have the quarter inch blade set up on it and so I'm like sweet I never have to change a blade unless it's yeah, just know where to cut yes. it yeah <laughs> oh that would be handy I know that's I uh um Ashley what's Ash uh, handmade by Ashley um she was uh, one of the podcast guests and she said that she had two bandsaws, one in her own shop, one set up with the, the resaw blade and one set up with the quarter inch blade. And I'm like, that's genius. Cause that's like, sense. it's such a pain in the butt to change those blades. You yeah. Know? <laughs> now you can just jump on one, like plan your day. That would be fun having a maker space. How is that? So it's really nice. Like, um, it's nice because they have tools that I could never afford, like mm -hmm. in my wildest dreams, like a laser cutter and they've got like a CNC, you know, mm. uh, set up with the router and everything. Oh, so handy. that's like really nice. And, uh, usually I'm there during daytime hours. So that's nice because most of the members, um, use it at night, you know, cause mm -hmm. they work a full-time job. So 
it's like nice because it's like then it's just a whole second shop that's like huge and it feels like you know my shop (laughs) yeah exactly not having to wait on anything that would be handy on anything yes so it's been really nice and helped uh with efficiencies as far as like because even the i would say simple stuff but like table saw i don't have um Mm -hmm. And I don't really plan on buying just because I don't use it a lot. But there's been a few jobs lately where it's like, that would be really quick if I had one. And mm-hmm. so it, it's been nice to have that space to kind of round out stuff that I don't have. Plus, yeah. yeah, I haven't used the laser cutter yet, but I will eventually. And I'm dying to like try out some crazy designs with that thing. Oh, I bet. Um, my friend Chelsea that I was talking about, uh, her company at Vogel Russia Cree Creations, she has a laser. So a lot of the times I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> would you be interested in right. putting my logo on these Yeti cups or mm-hmm. what have you? And it's just, she's like, oh yeah, no problem. I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to start with programming something like that. So uh, I probably take it for granted that someone else has it and I don't have to learn any of that stuff. Yeah, that's the only thing holding me back tools right now. I can use. I know. That's the only thing holding me back right now is like I have to, um, like, if you use the laser cutter, you can, it can only cut up to a half inch thick hardwood at a, t- you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so first I have to 3D model whatever design I want to make then I have to slice it at half inch intervals (laughs) and lay it all out and then cut it how you would do it yeah I have to learn that part yet so (laughs) next time you're there and you see someone using it just be like hey yeah exactly (laughs) questions for you (laughs) exactly um, all right. Well, how do you manage uh, being a busy mom of twin five-year-old boys, uh, plus making stuff, um, and plus making stuff for you know other people? How do you manage all of that? Well, I um, I mentioned I think I mentioned Rachel Hollis earlier. She gave some incredible advice, and um, she said it's not about finding balance because you will never have balance. It's about grounding yourself and your abilities so that you recognize that sometimes your priority has to be your kids. Sometimes your priority has to be being a maker. Sometimes your priority has to be your house. So kind of giving yourself a bit of grace that way, instead of saying, I'm a terrible mother because I've been cleaning all day or what have you. It's just uh, not, not considering yourself always balanced, but just giving yourself the grace to know that you're grounded enough to let some things kind of sit on a back burner when you have more pressing matters at hand, I guess. Okay. Do you feel like you do a good job at that? No, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I always kind of pick on myself. Yeah. So even if, if my kids, it's always in the back of my head, like, I should be working on this project. Why am I up here feeding you? You definitely pick on myself. I don't give myself enough credit in any aspect, usually, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I think that's like 
every mom. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so especially since you've transitioned, you know, kind of from construction industry into more maker space, um, have you, I guess, have you seen a difference between like how you're treated based on, you know, your gender in construction industry versus maker industry? A hundred percent. I think um, I have found like an incredible community in like as makers where everybody's really supportive. And if you put a question out there in minutes, there's like 70 different responses. Um, whereas when I was doing construction, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me where at that point in my life, I wasn't as willing to ask the questions maybe. Um, whereas now I'm like, okay, if I want the answer, I got to ask the question. Uh, I do find now though, like I can sit with all sorts of men, women and I think since I've been able to kind of build up this bit of a repertoire, uh, there's just a little more respect from other like male makers who are just as interested. And like once they realize that I'm, I have a bit of knowledge, there's no mm -hmm. difference really. I don't think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you feel like when you would walk in onto a job site, uh, in construction, do you feel like the assumption was even that the assumption was you couldn't know what you were talking about? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then I guess my next question would be, so if you're walking into a room full of makers, you know, male, female, a mix of both, mm -hmm. whatever, do you feel like their assumption is that you don't know what you're talking about? I think it's different in the sense that I'm assuming that they don't know what I'm talking about because like a gender-based issue. So when I walk in, if I'm like, oh, they think I don't know what I'm talking about, that's just my own insecurity as opposed to like, a, oh, she's a girl, she doesn't know. Now I'm just you. like, I, yeah. I got you. So it's, it's more of a, yeah. And I, and I could see that. And I do see that I don't, at least in my experience and a lot of other maker moms experience, like the, the maker community itself doesn't seem to pass judgment on anybody. Exactly. For not knowing something and yeah. they're willing to share that information. Absolutely. Um, which I think is fantastic, you know, that we don't have to deal with that. Um, but I could totally see that being the case in construction industry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's like a distinct difference that I never really yes. put together, but it's absolutely not as welcoming, I would say. Yeah. Although there are a lot of incredible people um, who absolutely took me under their wing and taught me so many amazing things and had no issue at all. I wouldn't say it's like a majority of them are right, right. a certain way, but I think um, there's a lot less issue with it in the mm -hmm. maker community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, 
would you like to shout out, I guess, some um, maker moms that inspire you? Well, I mentioned Chelsea earlier. Mm -hmm. um, at Vogel Russia Recreations, she is awesome. There's also um, Mezzi Designs Custom Woodworking. She's really good as well. Uh, she's a sweetheart, and she has some incredible causes that she promotes uh, for cancer, etc. There's so many. I can't even sit here and wonder. Um, I'm working on getting uh, Mezzi on the, the podcast. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Good timing. Good timing. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. There's, there's definitely so many. Um, I, I, I should like keep a running list somewhere <laughs> so that I can. Um, well, what something? What advice would you give another mom who wants to get started with a new craft or skill? Um, but is kind of hesitant or even fearful to get started? Um, I thought a lot about this one, actually. So I think my first advice would be to pick a project, just one project, and then get the tools needed for that. Mm -hmm. And then you can build up from there. A lot of the times you feel like you have to have all of the tools before you could start or all of the knowledge. And it's just completely impractical. Um, so if you just pick one project and go from there, I think that's a great way to start. And uh, one thing I wish I had really recognized was just to remember to not judge yourself or compare rather yourself. So you're beginning to someone else's middle, like somebody who's like, tools go garage like she's been doing this forever I can't just like show up and be like why am I not as good as her well because she's been doing it for a very long time so the else is middle um and no matter how many mistakes you make or how slow your progress is just remember that you're still ahead of people who aren't even trying so you could be going as quick as a turtle but you're in the right direction and that's super important um, and lastly, uh, I don't want to talk about Rachel Hall's again, but she's amazing. Um, so she had this really great advice about, um, if there's something you really enjoy, uh, but it's lacking in your life, just be intentional and schedule the time. So maybe five hours a week, like I did this probably eight months ago and it made a huge difference. And if you're like five hours a week, like that is so much time, but you spend more than that, probably watching a TV show at night or scrolling through your phone. Um, and if some people don't realize like you can talk to other moms and maybe work out a babysitting system. So every Tuesday I'll watch your kids for an hour and then Thursday you can watch mine. Like there's definitely roads you can take instead mm -hmm. of just thinking it's impossible. Um, and if you schedule that five hours a week and you really commit to it, then like you won't even realize like in a month, that's like 20 hours you got to spend doing something and it adds up like really quickly. So I would say like, just be intentional with your time. And when you have the time, like just go all in and make sure that you're really committed. Awesome. Um, well, Kendra, how can people follow you, find you on all the interwebs if they aren't already following along with you? So um, I go under Damrad Designs, and people may think I can't spell because it's D-A-M, 
space R-A-D space designs, but it stands for Dad and Mom, Riker and Daxton. Um, so on Facebook, that's what it is, Dam space Rad Designs. And on Instagram, it's D-A-M underscore R-A-D underscore designs. Okay, perfect. Um, and all of that will be in the show notes so people can follow along with you. I appreciate and, that. Um, all right, so again, that was Kendra with Damrad Designs, and I'll include the link on how to follow along with her in the show notes. The best way to get to those show notes is to follow along with Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. Link in the bio will take you to show notes and several other places as well. Um, including Patreon. So if you are really enjoying the podcast and want to give back a little bit to it, then uh, go ahead and check out Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. Several tier levels with the lowest starting at just a dollar a month. So only $12 a year. Get you a shout out um, on the show. Also, get you some extra content including what I'm gonna go run off and do right now which is the after show after party with Kendra where I asked her some additional questions and I will be putting that little uh, bit of extra interview over on Patreon for those of you who are patrons and so also an extra big thank you to those of you who are patrons and who support the podcast in that way, I appreciate you greatly every single day. And a uh, little heads up, this will let me know how many of you are listening regularly, but you should be expecting before Christmas gets here a little present in the mail to say uh, thank you again for your support over there. And uh, with no further ado, I will I will uh, talk with all of you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.